Welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan, and today I'm joined by Nathan Doyle and Neve McGee from TheBigKickoff.com. Now, before we start the podcast, I just want to let you know we launched our Big Kickoff League of Ireland show on YouTube at the start of the week. So check us out and subscribe to get our weekly interviews, discussions from our panel. And we'll be looking to do all sorts of angles from Irish football too. We had Aaron Callahan, who was part of the Dublin County Consortium that failed to gain access to the first division. So he shared his thoughts with us. Also, we had Connor Clifford from Bray Wonders and Treaty United Chairman Con Murray. So it's well worth a look and pressing that subscribe button, you won't be sorry. So uh, start pressing. Now, this week, the League of Ireland Premier Division kicks off. So we've decided to review each team and predict who will finish where. Nathan, we'll start with you and a club close to your heart, St. Pat's. What have you made of their new recruitment so far? Um, yeah, okay. um, yeah, look, it's, it's been decent in fairness. Uh, they've got plenty in. I think they were the side that, that made the most incoming and outgoing uh, finance. So it's been a busy period uh, down in Emma's Road in Inchicore. Sorry, it's both here. for me. Down in Emma Road in Inchicore. You can leave that in if you want to. Um, but yeah, yes, yeah, it's been some indie, uh, decent lads coming in, you know. Um Luke McNally left the club and we've got someone like Perry Barry in that can pull up centre back uh, position. They lead Desmond. A little bit of questioning around probably a goal scorer. That's a big thing we missed last season. Obviously, we've got Georgie Kelly in alone in the middle of last year. But um, someone like Matty Smith came in during the off season for me. He could be the guy who could be looking at the potential, uh, potential main goal scorer this season. Obviously, Ronan Coughlin, somebody with me would know very well, came in from Sligo, he, he will. You'd expect uh, he'll chip in with a couple of goals every now and again. He's not the answer. I, I haven't been overly convinced by him as a 10, 15 goal a season striker. But as we come to see, I'm sure as we go to the teams, that's a very good difficulty in the convoy. So, yeah, look, about that business pretty well. Uh, one or two long signs as well. So you never look, you never know how they, them lads will get on. Um, yeah, decent enough for. Especially considering, you know, I, I think I've said on here before, I was worried around the start of the season, um, sorry, the start of the transfer window when a lot of lads were leaving, you know, the likes of Rory Feely and Brendan Clark, uh, two massive players even there that left. And there was no really whispers or rumours of any incoming sign of coming in, but thankfully that, that, that did change over the coming months and there seems to be a decent side there after the past this season. A decent side that sounds very familiar to last season, Nathan. Nave. Are St. Pat's looking at what they did last year? Have they really improved on what was there last year? I think they do. And like Nathan said, there's some significant signings in there. I do think they can rise up the table slowly but surely. And yeah, Ronan Coxon will make a significant difference. He was Sligo Rovers' top goal scorer for us in the 2020 season. So again, I think he's a major benefit and like Alfie Lewis which is, who's from West Ham on loan you know things like that they're major players and they have a few tricky opening games though I think they're playing Shamrock Rovers and they're playing Bowes in the first two or three games so that's going to be tough but I think if they get a good start and they, they stick with the determination they'll, they'll definitely rise up the table I think anyway Okay, a little bit of optimism for St. Pat's. I, I have heard that before, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do this year. Neve Sligo have done some really interesting business in the off-season. 
the Sligo supporters, I suppose, and yourself must be excited for the start of the season, especially after the turnaround during last season. Yeah, I'm really excited. We have some really impressive signings, uh, like Walter Figuera from Derry. That's really going to benefit our just midfield area as well. And obviously, uh, Bulger from Shams, that's, that, that's really important. I mean, he's going to bring a lot of experience with him and he's going to bring that drive, I think, that competitive drive, which Sligo always really needs at the minute. And uh, Romeo Parks is back with us as well again, another substantial player. I'm really excited to see him back on the field. And a recent uh, acad- oh, sorry, academy graduate, Johnny Kenny, he's only a young lad, but he already has scored so many goals in the pre-season friendlies. And I think he's going to become our, our new striker up front, really. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of goals coming from him. And I definitely think we can make it, not to be biased, but I, do, I think we can make it definitely up to the top four or five. Nathan, you're a blow-in down there. What do you reckon you're looking at Sligo and what Neve has discussed there? There's, there is a lot of positivity around, not just in Sligo, but from uh, all, cor- all corners of the, the country. What do you think? Have they got more than what, say, St. Pat's would have in their armory? Yeah, in fairness, this could have been a very hostile side of the show, couldn't it, <laughs> with St. Pat's and Sligo? Two sides will imagine will be will be competing for our uh, fourth place position. Um, and look, I'm going to get stick from, from from my own lads. So sorry, lads. I'll always try and represent in Jakarta when I can. But I do think Sligo have that little bit more than the past this season. I think the past squad is a little bit to my liking. A couple of injuries and suspensions. You'd be looking at some of the, the younger guys coming up. Where when um, what what Neve said, like he bought in a guy like uh, Greg Bolger, who who's going to be a, if, if he can keep fit, obviously he was in very injury prone season last year. From but my biggest issue with last season for Sligo was I thought that midfield was very fragile at times. I think when then someone like Greg Bolger to link up with Dave, uh, Dave Carley and Noel Morahan is a cracking young player. I think that already bolsters the skills uh, at Sligo Rovers. And again, like Neve said, going forward, looking pretty strong this year. He really are like Romeo Parks. He, he's He's finishing ability overall can be a little bit questioned, but he will get goals. He's a quick guy, he's a big physical guy. If him and Figueroa can link up together, which is very important, and I think them two will need to click, it, it could be a good season for Sligo. The only thing, I'm actually uh, like not disappointed that like, I'm not a Sligo Rovers fan. I do like the club, but as a fan of league, I'm a bit disappointed that Junior left because if you had Junior, Romeo Parks and Walsh together, that's it. That's a very impressive fun tree, and that's something that I'm sure a lot of Sligo faithful would have been very happy to see. Yeah, well, maybe it was move junior on to get one of the others in. So that often happens in in, in these clubs. Um, Nathan, when you look at say Derry City, Declan Devine, Walter Fergara has left there. He said last year that it was a, a disappointing run of form for his team when they they returned back from the first lockdown. So, what has the transfers in and out of the Brandywell told us? Yeah, it's, it's another one. It's just, there's a couple of clubs this season, and I think we said it a few weeks ago right here, that the couple of clubs that you... It's, hard, it's sort of hard to really pinpoint down, isn't it? They've done a little bit of late business um, during the off-season. Obviously, look, there's a lot of talk about this. You want to allow Joe Hodge coming in from Man City and Lowen. I think he, he will miss the start of the season, which is a big loss, you know? Like, there's a lot of expectation around this lad coming in, and a lot of, um, a lot of people are happy to see him. Yeah, again, look, Danny Lapp coming in from Shamrock Rovers is, is a it's a shrewd signing. It's not the most glamorous you'll see, but it is a shrewd and smart signing. 
But David Parkhouse for me is, is the main one. He's coming in on a three-year deal, which is uh, something you don't really see in the League of Ireland, in fairness. And he has a decent enough post-scoring record in the league. So they will be looking at David Parkhouse to be their main uh, post-score this season. I also mentioned in an article on the BigKickoff.com during the week, you have a young lad called Patrick Ferry in the ranks again. It's a, it's a very good under young striker, but we can't be expecting too much of the young lads to be coming in and running them up straight away. I'm sure Derry City fans will be hoping, but you have to take your time with these sort of young players. Look, as you said, uh, Derry City lost a lot of uh, big players during the window. Uh, for Gerard Bruner, Walter Fugir, Conor McCormick and Ali Gilchrist, just to name a few. They're all key players that they're going to be missing out on this season and players that quite frankly just haven't really been replaced. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll 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 rank from uh, ten to one who at the end of the show uh, the positions that we reckon they're gonna to finish at. Nave, Derry City are they again? They're a bit like Pats for me. You're not too sure where they're gonna finish this year. What's what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's kind of under the radar a bit. It's very hard to predict where they stand. Um, and like Nathan said, there Parkhouse. I think he's the player to keep an eye on, really. But I think they're going to struggle. I mean, the lack of European football, the lack of getting that position, I think that was a major disappointment for them. And they're very, yeah, they're kind of unknown. They're, they're a bit in the dark, I think. We'll have to watch them play a few games and then see where you know we can see them going. I really can't pinpoint down in my head kind of how good they're going to be or where they'll benefit and where they'll slow down. They're very in the dark, really, of all the clubs, I think. Yeah, um, former Republic of Ireland international John Sheridan parted with his from his post last season with Waterford United to be replaced by another former Irish international and Kevin Sheedy. So, are there any signs so far, Neve, that Waterford United fans can get positive about? I think Cameron Evans. He's on loan from Swansea. He's, I think, going to be a significant player. And obviously, the loss of Robbie McCourt, uh, that's going to make a big difference to the club as well. But yeah, Evans, I think. Is going to be a substantial player, and just the, the goalkeeper Brian Murphy. Uh, he's had eight clean sheets there last season. I think he brings a lot of security and stability to the club, considering that they're well, they're quite in the dark as well. But I think their goalkeeper is going to be uh, really important, particularly in terms of keeping the points and not giving them away. Nathan Waterford United struggled a little bit last year. Did they need to be careful that they don't? kind of get sucked down into this sort of relegation battle this year because you know well that the likes of Finn Harps and, and Longford and um, a couple of others are going to be battling hard uh, this year and a couple of them have that kind of as you said Finn Harps have that kind of grit so what do you think Kevin Sheedy can he bring something extra to push them on or, or is it going to be a little bit of a struggle? Yeah look you said he struggled last year I think they struggle again this year. There's been a lot of office field issues that we've seen during the off season, which under the regime of the power is unfortunately something that we're coming coming to see quite often at Waterford. It's a shame, you know, it's a big club in a big city. So it really is a big shame. And not only a big club in a big city, but there's lots of other big players too, like the Ali Q, Tyreek Wilson, Sam Baum, Matty Smith, uh, Will Fitzgerald, Curtis Bourne. I'm probably missing some already. There's some big names to be missing. Some one or two didn't really get going. They were there for a short time. Like the course is born, who we've seen as a very talented player when he's there in the lake. I've seen my friend Pat, a big fan of his. But that's, that's a lot of big players you missed out on. And like me said, he bought in uh, guys on loan. One or two of them do look like I do. Cameron Evans, I've seen him play once or twice. He looks like a very talented young man. 
But when in four long years, you know, it's, it's always tough winning in long years, I think, especially in the League of Ireland. Like, is, are you here for the right reasons? I know they're obviously going to want to be pressing their parent clubs, but it's an aspect of, do we want to be here? A lot of them are coming as well from academies. So it's a big step up from academies uh, playing men's football. So it's that's a big, adapt, a big adaption you have to make too. And also, uh, Darren Murphy, another former Irish international player in the ranks, uh, obviously look well to experience and a very, very, uh, he's been around the block a lot. But there's also we have a lot of questions around his, around his legs and around his ability, but more so, is he ready to go? And is he the guy that the Waterford kind of rely on this season for goals? Because skin, and I've talked about it during the week, it's, it's not an old, old man's league anymore. You know, there's a lot of young players coming up to, to, in this league and it's been pumping out a lot of young players over to England, this league. So, seeing guys coming, like loads of Damien Duff and Damien Delaney, all the guys coming over and they struggled. So, there is a lot of questions around someone like Darren Murphy. Uh, and they'd be relying on him this season for goals because he's, he's signed, again, they're another side that signed a lot of players late, but You've got a young lad in King Cabinet who might do well. He's, he's a decent size uh, striker for an 18 year old, but again, a lot of pressure for an 18 year old to come in and, and demand them to start scoring goals straight away. Scott Brennan, for me, is probably that one of their better signings, a bit of pretty shrill signing. Again, like I said with Daniel Lackley, Derry, it's not the most glamorous signing in the world, but it's an experienced head that knows the league. So someone like that will steady them a little bit, but I. I I won't be waterfall this season. I, I just I don't think there's enough there, and I think if we look at sides, which we will look at sides around them, they're, they're just not as, as good as some of the teams around uh, that will be down there this season. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what Waterford do this year. Um, Nathan's just been quoting from his own article that was put out there today on the bigkickoff.com. <laughs> um, but do have a look at it. There's some really great articles. Um, Nathan and Neve are, are part of that crew on the bigkickoff.com. The League of Ireland section is, is very strong. So uh, have a look across there. Uh, Longford. Go on. Go on. Sorry, Roy, did I really actually myself? I didn't even know that. <laughs> you, were, uh, you, you went through the first half of it, so people only have to read the second half. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> Listen, That's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> Longford Town, Nathan, they were fantastic in gaining promotion. What has 2021 told us about them so far? Yeah, look, sorry, this can't be another deal with Leon. Um, I think Longford, again, will be down there. They will struggle. Similar reasons for Warford. They, they, they've signed a couple of couple of good players you know and there is a couple of tidy players in the ranks like someone like Paddy Kirk again is, is a good signing coming into Longford Aaron Dobbs a good player Aaron Bolger coming in and along from Cardiff City I, I, I'm a big fan of Aaron Bolger I've said it before but again I just don't think they've done enough business in the off season uh, we're going to touch on Jordan and Harps later I think um, they've done much better business and they look overall more settled sides like uh, Longford have only signed in the last year he made five incoming signings for two of them on loan. So, again, you know, so that's going to work out. Um, they're going to be relying on lads uh, like the likes of uh, Rob Manley and Abe Durbin, who were massive players from last season. So, players like that are going to be huge from going forward. And, um, again, who really knows, like the lads I just mentioned there, the two guys, Rob and uh, Abe, had two cracking players on the day. But, it's hard to tell, really. I, I, I would be worried if I was a Longford fan. Um, again, look, the likes of Aaron McCabe is another good young player there. So there is good talent in the team. I just think that, again, if, if I'm looking at teams around them, it's just not night and day. But I think that I, 
again, Finn Harps dropped it. These sort of teams, they, they just look better. They just look more steady. They just look more settled in the league. And I, I do think Longford will struggle, which again is a shame. Great clubs and good young players. And I'm a big fan of Jared Doyle and Mander. Nave, are Finn Harps going to be focusing on finishing third from bottom again this year? Or is there any indication of anything different from them so far? Yeah, I think for Finn Harps, it's still going to be a season of survival, really, if you know what I mean. It's just about taking those points, winning points off the likes of Drada and Longford and just avoiding that relegation. Um, you know, I mean, there there are some signings, but I didn't particularly notice any substantial signings that are going to make a major difference. That's just my opinion. I don't want to be harsh. Again, the keeper, he's a really, really good keeper, six clean sheets in 2020. He was actually running up, I think, for player of the month a few times. So he's a real... He's a benefit to the club, but again, I think it's just going to be... They're going to be playing on defensive as opposed to offensive, I think, for a lot of the games anyway. So it's going to be a tough season for Ben Harps, I think. Even compared to last year, I think this is going to be even tougher for them. Okay, right. Well, we'll be probably touching back on them again at the end of it. Uh, Bows, in my opinion, have been excellent in what they've done on the pitch in recent years, Nathan. They've also improved being consistent and brought in really good players to the league. But will there be a point that the supporters will be asking for more? Yes, of course there will be. Um, it's the size of the club even. Is that this season, Nathan? Because it, they have done well over the last few years. Could this season be a season where they just get a little bit agitated and they, and they start, when, especially with Rovers winning the league and if Rovers won the, the FAI Cup, you know... If you're a, a local rival, you you do kind of want your team to, to start putting a few trophies on the shelf, don't you? Yeah, of course. Look, I've got to say that it's, it's a club that's been going in the right direction for a long time. But there has to come to a stage where you start seeing physical results on the pitch and in the trophy room. And this has to be a season. The, the, the demand has to start coming down now, I think, on the club. Um, from In my opinion, I don't, a lot of people are tipping this as a, as a shamrock of a dominant year again. I personally don't think so. I don't think it will be that straightforward. And I think Bohemians is right on the, on the tails this season. And they need to be, even if it is a, a, an FAI Cup, they have to start getting silverware. They're just Bohemians. Bohemians are one of the most successful clubs in, in, in Ireland. They're a massive club. And it's just, it's been a pretty barren, sea, barren uh, spell for them. But, and they really do have to start doing it. Um, again, like, I, they've lost the likes of Danny Grant and Andre Ward. Andre, uh, I'm really sorry I need to be the most one again Andre Wright um, which obviously the two massive losses two lads that, that provided plenty of goals uh, last season now they did bring in some guys like Georgie Kelly and Stephen Mallon but these two lads need to step up now and then they, they need to be the guys that are going to be the 10-15 uh, the goal uh, season striker again that's a tough thing to come by and it's something that a lot of teams are struggling with uh, going into this season is for an out and out goal scorer even Shamrock Rovers you could say but this is a, it is a big season because we, me and you, especially Roy, have harked on about Keith Lawn and how we're, we're massive fans of Keith Lawn. I know you've said that like, he would be my dream manager to, to come into Pat Straub when Liam Buckley left yeah, at that time. But they do. Like, like there has to come a stage where you have to start turning this positive right direction stuff. And you know, and it's all great having these good signs around your club, but without silverware and without proof in the pudding. It's hard to really back up, you know, his plans a bit of going in the right direction. Right, they have like that eighteen-year lease that he recently agreed with DCU for the training facility. All these things are brilliant to see from coming out of Bohemians. But like I said, the fans want to see silverware, and they will have to start seeing it very soon. Yeah, and they've just touching on that. 
they've had that deal, as Nathan said, for the you know training facilities. The, there's a new stadium underway with Shelbourne, so that should bring uh, revitalise the area. Are they waiting? You know, will will Keith Long get that long to to wait before you know things start kicking on trophy wise, or or is it a little bit sooner that he, he will need to start winning something? Yeah, I think the development plan on that it won't be done for two or three years. So I think before we see the benefit of that, the fans will be demanding wins and trophies and silverware before they even get to see the physical advantages of the training grounds and the stadium increasing their seats and things like that. But we do have some impressive signings like Cush and Wilson there from Waterford. Obviously, like Nathan said, Danny Grant is a major loss. But I think they struggled at the last of last season and then they got four consecutive wins on and off for a while. So they're a club that can come from the bottom or come from struggle and not from the bottom, but coming from a place of struggle to rising up then and getting a few rows in the win. So, so some wins in a row. So I, I don't doubt them. I think they're capable of doing very well this season, actually. Yeah, um, we're not trying to put pressure on Keith Longer, but we, so I suppose success comes expectations, and that's going to be around the corner, I think. Um, for me, Neve Drada will be the most interesting. The players they brought in should see them safe, in my opinion. But games aren't won on team sheets; they're won out on the pitch. So, can the players that have arrived in produce what's expected of them? Yeah, I, th- I think that's actually a club that we need to keep an eye on. I think they are developing, and they do have some impressive signings, like you said, and. The main thing as well, a lot of their key players from the 2020 season, they've remained like Conor Kane, Mark Doyle, that, he's a significant striker for them as well. Um, again, like, it's, I suppose them and Longford are kind of in the, will be in the battle of relegation probably and obviously they're coming in and it's, it's going to be difficult for them but they do have the talent there and players like I said, especially Doyle as a striker, he's going to bring them goals and I think they definitely will develop. I'll see some positivity for them anyway. Nathan, your thoughts on Drogheda? Yeah, um, I think they'll be fine. I, I really do. I, I, I know Nave said he'd be down with Longford. I don't think he even will be. I think they'll be okay. Need to be looking at six or seven. Now, I've said that last year about shells. So, you know, <laughs> pinch of salt and all that. Uh, yeah, it's massive that they kept lads like James Brown, Mark Doyle, as Nave said. You, Douglas, as well. Another guy that always goes under the radar. These are key players that you needed to keep this season. And you have a very settled squad going in uh, to this season. Uh, look, at Dan Massey is a high level in the League of Ireland. He's been there. He's won leagues, cups, played in the Europa League. Uh, and he still has plenty to give, you know. The legs haven't gone from Dan Massey, so that's another big signing. I've seen Dara Markey obviously play. I've seen Pat, big fan of Dara on his day. He's a very technically gifted player, so he will do well at Drotter because he'll get more game time than he's got at St. Pat's. Um, yeah, look, I do have enough to survive. I think the mix of capable experience and young talent is very good at throttling. It. it really, really is. The only thing I might be a little bit, just to throw a little spanner into the walks, um, is he relied a lot on counter-attacking last season in the fourth division. I just wonder how that would work out this year. You know, it, 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 it's a little bit of a risky thing for a side coming up to do. I'm not sure. It might, not, it might work, it might not work. That's just to throw a little bit of a spanner into the walks that maybe the counter-attacking might have to go with the wayside for this season. Have they got the pace for counter-attacking? Yeah, I think today, like we've seen it last year with uh, with Mark Doyle, he's, he's a big uh, influence uh, going forward, especially on the left-hand side. Chris Lyons, a pace enough striker too. Again, the hard on about Darren Markey, very quick lad. Uh, Matty will get up and down the, down the wings. James Brown definitely will. Like, that James Brown, honestly, is potentially to be one of the best right-backs in the league. 
I think they do. I think it, it, that's something they want to do this season. There's definitely the potential to do it. It just, it, maybe a lot of my fans might not want to see it, but playing a little bit safer might be the best bet going forward, just in your fourth year back in the league. Drahada United and uh, James Brown feeling good. Okay, Nathan, when did you learn, what did you learn, I suppose, from the President's Cup about Shamrock Rovers? Um, the bad penalties. Again, look, the President's Cup, it's, uh, a lot of people call it glorified friendly. Like we said on the YouTube channel, uh, it wasn't. It was quite a fighty game. And um, I've seen a lot of people saying you can't take much away from it, which you can't. Like, this is, like, unlike a lot of the friendlies, both Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk, they set out strong teams, strong starting 11s that you'd imagine will be pretty similar to the starting 11s that are going to play in the opening game of the, the opening games of the season. So, but look, there is, there was a couple of little decision-making teams and a couple of shots that went high wide, not very handsome. That, that's just down to, you know, a little bit of match fitness. That will go away. Honestly, from looking at them playing against Dundalk and as a St. Pat's fan, I wouldn't be overly fearful. I, I, I wouldn't. We've seen Dundalk got at them at a couple of occasions. Shamrock Rovers' defensive record last season was absolutely stellar. Fantastic. And he bolstered that when in the likes of Sean Hoare and Sean Gannon. So, if... if if you can keep that good defensive record this season and bring in the likes of Gannon Hall, it is going to be very difficult uh, for anybody to take the title away uh, from Shamrock Rovers this season. But yeah, look, I, I wouldn't be too fearful of them after the performance in the President's Cup. It's the opening day of the season and who knows? Like Anybody can be caught cold. We've seen it before in the past and if there's any time to go up to the stadium and get a win, who knows? It could be the first game. Yeah. Um, Dumdock seemed to match Rovers stride for stride in last week's match, Neve. Do you think they have enough to retain to retain their title, I suppose, with the players they've brought in? Not retain. Yeah, re- I really think, re- regain, I should say. Go ahead. Yeah, I really think they do. I mean, just looking at the President's Cup games, their organisation was brilliant. And I'd say it was a, an equal enough game, really, in terms of attack. And Dundalk were on the fence as well for a long time as a game. And that's not too common when you're playing Shamrock Rovers. A lot of people are on the defensive straight away. I mean, the game was a bit rough with the amount of yellow and red cards, but I, the organisation overall was really good. And like you mentioned earlier, Junior coming in to Dundalk from Sligo Rovers, uh, he was top goal scorer for Derry before he came to Sligo Rovers. So again, I've seen him play very, very well. So he's a significant player. Um, obviously, the managerial role is, is quite in the dark, and, and that's probably causing a lot of stress. But honestly, I think Dundalk, when you look at the League of Ireland players this season coming in, Dundalk have some of the best players like Chris Shields, you know, McMillan, Gartland, players like that. I think they're some of the best League of Ireland players this season. So again, I think Dundalk are, I don't think the, comp- the competition will be tight, but I, I don't think Shamrock Rovers will dominate this league with any ease uh, this season. That's my opinion anyway. Okay. Nathan, of all the managers in the league, the 10 managers that are there, who would be your top three managers? Top three. So look, uh, kids would say, obviously, any time I pray Shamrock Rovers, I do die a little inside. Just know that, anyone listening in, I do die a little bit inside any time I mention Shamrock Rovers in a positive light. Look, Stephen Bradley's done a great job of Shamrock Rovers, hasn't he? But he uh, won the league last year, the uh, Invincibles, as you would call them a lot, right? The mm. Invincible season last year. Yeah. Uh, you're still not sure. I still give it to them. Why not? Let them have it. Um, well, Pat Hillman wasn't too sure, really, was he? No, but but, I uh, think that was yeah, a wind-up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
yeah, look, Stephen Baddy done a great job. And in fairness, Sean McGraw was there was a stage, even like, look, Stephen Kenny got tired out of there so quickly. With, um, there was coming a little bit of a revolving door system. But in fairness, Stephen Bradley, he stuck by him. There was times where there was a little bit of pressure. And he, he didn't didn't throw him out. He didn't do anything too drastic. So, yeah, it's credit. It, 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 and again, the proof was in the pudding. And it's credit to Sean McGraw. You know, he stuck by that man. And now they're starting to really see the results. Um, Keith Long, another man that we've talked about a lot here. I just think he's an excellent manager. He's... he's there's been so, and this again, this all goes to the point we were talking about a little bit earlier. For a long time, we were talking about the vision of Pete Law and of Bohemian, and what he was doing, and he was building them up and building them up and building them up. I just think when we see him actually produce silverware, that's when, for me, I'll talk about him gladly as the best manager in the league because he's not far behind uh, on technical ability and things like that behind anybody in the league. And it's just, it's hard to say that he's the best manager in the league without, you know, being able to throw out the fact that he's won cups and won leagues and things like that. Um, then look, there is, does it, does, in fairness, the league is pretty, we're looking good this season with managers like the likes of Tim Clancy I'm a big fan of, uh, Liam Buckley, obviously, at Sligo. But I love Body Hogan. I have a big soft spot for the guy. I think he's, he's become somewhat of a cult figure, really, in the league, hasn't he? And he's sort of, you know, he's a typical, he's like, anticipated a little bit of what a League of Ireland man is. You know, like he loves Finn Hart, he loves Bally Buffet, he walks up there, he loves being there. He seems to have no interest going elsewhere. He's just been seasoned, he's been walking on a, shoe, a shoestring budget and he's produced absolute miracles. So, yeah, it, it's hard for anybody to love Bally Hogan. I think to not love Bally Hogan, sorry. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, a big soft, soft spot for Ollie, in fairness. And is he in your top three managers? Yeah, he's going to sneak in there, yeah. I'll, I'll stick him up there with uh, with Stephen Bradley uh, just for his success. Keith Lawn for his, more of his technical work and what, what he's doing at Bowers. Um, yeah, I'll stick all the end. He's not the most technical manager of all, but just for his cult sort of uh, figure and he's just a head case as well. Like, <laughs> just watching, my, watching him and Paul Hegarty on the sidelines, that, that's entertainment in itself. That's worth the entry fee alone to a game. Yeah, no, he puts a lot of passion into into the team, and and they do they don't work with some of the the budgets that the others do work with. So he's definitely uh, he's definitely a good manager. All right, Nave, have you any sort of would you put anyone else in? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I obviously being a bit biased, but yeah, I think Liam Buckley was a a really significant manager as well last season. Basically, went from the bottom of the table up to number four, and then getting European football. He made some serious signings. He dealt with kind of financial trouble as well. I'd put him into mine along with Keith Long and Ollie Horgan as well. But yeah, I think definitely get the spot on mine as well. Okay, great. We'll uh, we'll have a look at the fixtures because there's two matches on Friday night. We have Drogheda against Waterford and Shamrock Rovers versus Pats. Neve, I'll get you to talk about Shamrock Rovers versus Pats. Uh, what's your thoughts on how that one finish? Yeah, well, I think Shamrock Rovers will probably win, but I don't think it'll necessarily be an easy win. Um. Again, like I said to you, I, I'm very positive for St. Pat's at this time around. I think they have improved a lot. Um, to go with like a predicted scoreline, I suppose, I think it could be like maybe 2-0 to Shamrock Rovers. That's just my prediction. Okay. Nathan, you go with Drogheda and Waterford. What's your thoughts there? It's easy to start for Drogheda. Home game against a Waterford side that we think might struggle. Well, I think might struggle anyway. Yeah, it's... Um, Again, look, if I'm going to go with score prediction, I'll probably go with 2-1, uh, 2-1 Drotter. I just think they'll have enough, you know, there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of positivity around Drotter this season, you know, like the likes of Tim Clancy stays there, he's a very promising uh, young manager. 
he signed very well. A lot, lot of good players, like you said. He's kept uh, the, the nucleus of the squad. Like that won in the, the league last year. So I think they're going to bring that feel good factor uh, from the title winning season last year and bring it into this game. Yeah, I do worry about Waterford this season. So I think it'd be a, a, a draw the home win to start them off and get them on their way. And a game that's going to be played in Heddle Game Park, which is a lovely touch. Now, Nathan, you have uh, two of your top three managers in Finn Harps and Bohemians playing each other again. Try and uh, predict that one. Yeah, it's a toughie, isn't it? This would be the one that if I was a better man, I'd probably, uh, probably stay away from it, to be honest. Uh, Bally Buffet, we, we've said a lot of times, that that's clearly a factor in itself, isn't it? Especially when the, uh, the conditions are, are anyway um, difficult to, to play with. It's even the surface, you know, it's a difficult surface to go and play football on. We've seen Bohemians... Yes, what they like to do is like to keep the ball on the ground, quick pass and quick counter attacks. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult game. It really is. I think uh, Finn Harris looks settled this season. I think there, there will be already questions going in about Bohemian's goal scoring ability. He did sign well, as we mentioned, like Georgie Kelly, but it's going to be a lot of pressure on Georgie Kelly at Bohemian's this season. You know, he, he was asking pass from a, a short term loan deal last season, and for a couple of reasons, it just didn't really work out for the guy. So he's going to, he's going to be well aware of that. And he's going to be well aware of the pressure that's on him to produce goals this season. And he's going to want to hit the ground running. And yeah, it's going to be difficult. It's, it's a tough place to go, um, Bally Buffet. But I think Bowers might just sneak a 1-0 win here. I think he might just come out with something with, with the three points. OK, Neve Longford and Derry. It's not always the first game of the season. Is Everyone believes they can do great things at the start of the season. It's, you know, they've got the hype there and they haven't lost a game. So... There's a, it's going to be a really hard game for Derry away to Longford, isn't it? Yeah, and I think Longford obviously just coming in to, to the Premier Division as well. It's going to be a tough one for them, intimidating and quite scary. But I think it'll be quite tight, actually. I really do. Um, I think it could end up with a draw quite easily. Um, a tough fight between the two. I'd say it'd be quite a, r- a rough game as well. Give us a, give us a scoreline. Uh, I'd say one all. That's my guess. Okay, and uh, we'll finish off with you, Nathan, with Sligo and Dundalk. That's a that's probably the game I'm most looking forward to seeing. Yeah, look, obviously at the Dublin Derby, the one that caught my eye. But away from that, that was the one that I thought could be the most intriguing. Where obviously a lot of people will they have higher expectations for Dundalk. They brought in a lot of foreign players from outside of the lake. That's something that people thought might actually bring them to the next level. So look, the jury's still out, so I'll have to wait and see. Um, but even Jordan, all the success that Dundalk have, uh, Sligo Rovers have been somewhat of a bogey team for them. Now that they, uh, they got beaten when they went to the showgrounds last season, it's always been a side they, they seem to struggle against. So again, look, this, this, it's always a difficult one to, to predict really, isn't it, on the, the opening weekend of the season. Just like because of the league, the league is so small. There's no, it's difficult to get a, a, a run of a winnable game, for lack of a better term. So it's it's always going to be a difficult start for most sides. But yeah, in fairness, and Dark probably have one of the most difficult starts in in a way trip to Sligo. I think again, I think they might just have a little bit, little bit of a quality edge of a Sligo. I think they could come out with a two-one win. But I wouldn't be overly surprised if it finished as a draw. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put my head in the line here and say it's gonna be a tight and dark win. Right, I don't know if it's your head on the line there, but it's, it's, a, it's a tight on dark win. Okay, right, let's see if we can work this out between the three of us. Um, we're going to go for the bottom two spots first, 10th and 9th. Neve, who do you reckon is going to finish the bottom of that table? Uh, I, I was going to go with Longford. Ooh, Nathan? Yeah, I think they were in trouble. Longford, uh, rough bottom for me. Okay, right. Well, that's comprehensive. Okay, straight away, Longford uh, seem to be our favourites to go down. 
Ninth in that playoff spot, who do you think is going to be battling out first of all for the, the that playoff spot? Um, battling out, I think a couple. You'll see the likes of uh, Drop the Finn Harris and Waterford. They will, will be down there, but yeah, I just I I think Waterford will struggle this year. Like I said, just the off field issues. Who knows how Kevin Kevin Sheedy will get on? It's obviously look at uh, a lot of managers do seem to struggle with that fourth season in the league. So it's, it's tough to see how they're going to do. Before Loney is coming in, transfer business hasn't been stellar. Yeah, I think Watford will be down in, in nine position this year. Is there an agreement there, Nave, or, or, or do you think failed the others? Uh, I think it'll be between Waterford and Drada, but I would have put Drada, Drada number nine. Okay, so I ha- I have to I have to have the rule and vote. I'm going to go for Waterford because I just think that Drogheda had a, such a good run last year. There was a good positivity, and they're after introducing a few. Uh, quality Premier Division players there so I think they might have enough I actually think they might finish up a couple of places higher than that but that's uh, I suppose that could be like Shelbourne last year so I may be wrong so um, so we got, we're going to go with the bottom two of Longford and Waterford so that is eight, uh, ninth, 10th, ninth, 8th, 7th who do we th- feel is going to finish down in these uh, maybe even 6th these positions here Nathan 8th uh, I think it'll be Finn Harps um, no, I'm not going to spin half. I actually think this is probably the, one of the most settled spin half side we've seen in quite a while. They seem to keep a lot of key players from last season, which is something that he hasn't done in a couple of years. Um, like Nate touched on, the recruitment probably haven't been fantastic. You have a, a Belgium lad, uh, Tondi uh, Olawade, coming in. He, he, is the, he could be the person he'd be looking at uh, for goals this season, but his record isn't fantastic. He had a good season at FC uh, United in Manchester which now would be the highest of standards. So, yeah, I think Finn Harris would be down in eight uh, this season. But again, look, not a knock. They do look solid this season. They just, the, the people ahead of them, they just they don't think they have more than, than the likes of draw the hill. I think we're finishing seventh. Okay. I, I probably feel that, Neve, you might agree with that. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, between Harps and Dada, but I think Harps will, will be down number eight. Yeah. Okay, seven, Neve. Uh, uh, seven and six. Have give us a shout of two teams that you think are going to finish in those. And um, seven, Drogheda, and six, Gary City. I think. Yeah, it could be Drogheda. I'm, I'm, I think I'm happy enough with that. And Derry City, they're not sort of sparking, you know, yeah. much hope this season. Nathan, how are you with that? This is, this is going to sound so boring, but yes, uh, I've very written down in front of me a six, so I, think, I just think that the likes of St. Pat's and Sligo will be really challenging for the European places. I just don't think they have enough there this season at the moment. Um, again, good club. I like Declan Devine as a manager. I just think they've lost too many key players to, to really make a significant challenge for European places. Okay, so we're on to fifth, Nathan, and fourth. This will be interesting. Yeah, this is the one, isn't it? the one that, that's going to cause um, probably the most debate and you know we'll be back and forth um, and you have to say it was debating with itself for a while which is probably a sign of madness uh, but unfortunately look uh, it makes me hard to say but I'm going to go with St. Pat's in fifth place and um, I just think the squad is a little bit thin I'd be, I'd, I would worry that you know with a couple of injuries a couple of suspensions we'll be down to, to playing some of the younger guys that we promoted up from the under nine games which look isn't a knock there is a lot of talented young players that have come up this season with Pats uh, again the quality stuff like Ben McCormick and uh, Dara Bourne just for example two very good young players uh, yeah I just think the squad is a little bit thin there's still a couple of questions over the goalkeeper position and 
yeah, still missing a, a real goal scorer in my opinion. But the likes of Matty Smith could do it, but he's he done okay with Jordan. With Jordan the last year, Jordan a short season, but the jury's still out to see what he do. Jordan a, a full campaign. So you're going Pat's fifth. Pat's fifth on the. Uh, Okay, Neve, I'm going to guess you're going to agree with that because Sligo, I presume you're going to be ahead of them. You've got Sligo, there's fourth and third. Sligo and Bowes, I presume, are in your thoughts for those positions. Yeah, so uh, got Sligo always there in fourth, and I think Bowes will be a little bit ahead of us in third. I, I think we can get to fourth if we keep up, and the, the new signings are impressive. So, yeah, I'm looking for a third or fourth place for Sligo Rovers. All going well. Okay, now if it was me, I, I I actually have a funny feeling this year that Sligo are going to pip uh, Bowes this year. Again, Bowes have been excellent. Uh, there's no reason why you should sort of doubt that they're going to do really well this year. It's, my thoughts are that Sligo, I think, are going to have a, an impressive season. Just from what I've seen, just from the players they brought in and just how they finished last year and the manager that they have in there. Um, Nathan, you've got the deciding call there. Yeah, I think the slide up. I think it will be um, look good, look good this season. I think they've, they've actually improved uh, drastically in the transfer window. Uh, I think they will do really, really well. I just think they're missing a little bit of quality going forward. Um, with, again, with the water keep happening on about a consistent goal scorer. I just think they're missing one in, when it comes in terms to a, a, a full season. And I think if you look at the likes of. Bohemians, uh, especially Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, I just think they're a little bit more going forward, um, especially Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk. Be close between them and Bohemians, but yeah, I think Sligo will be forced uh, this season. Okay, so I'm going to guess that from what we've talked about so far, that then Bowes would be our third place team, not just having enough to to catch up with the other two, but having enough to keep fend off the the rest of the league. So we will. You'd actually be, you'd actually, you'd, you'd actually be incorrect, Roy. Oh, say, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now we're now we're getting the core of our city. Okay, you, you 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 go with yours, so. <laughs> uh, I have done darkest court. Okay. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a clash between the two Dublin sides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Dublin lads. Sort of win the league. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> heard it before, guys. I've heard it before. Um, yeah, I think sort of Dundalk will finish up in third. I just, for me, right, in my humble little opinion, there's a lot of uncertainty around Dundalk this season, more than what it has been over the past couple of years. Uh, 15 players left this season, a lot of big names, a lot of big, big key players that have massive uh, names at that club, Jordan, all the success. Uh, Filippo Giovanotti is now the first team coach, and obviously, as you know, Shane Keegan is now the manager. How's that going to work? Will that work? How will it be a long-term success? Is it that, that has potential to work well or has the potential to just blow up in their face completely. Uh, CIO, COO Martin Connolly has also left the club so the sky is even uh, behind the scenes. Big figures behind the scenes leave the club. And front signings, a lot of people are saying it could take them to the next level which of course but just track record of, of guys coming in from outside of the League of Ireland it's, it's passionate. It, it really is. So it's, the jury is going to be a little bit out. Like I watched the President's Cup on um, over the weekend and the, the Dundalk goalkeeper, well, he, he turned out to be the, the saviour uh, during the penalty shootout. For me, he looked, he looked very questionable. He was flapping out a lot of things. and Look, I know it could be the fourth game nerves and he was on the television and stuff. But yeah, things like that, you know, there's a little bit of uncertainty around Dundalk this season and I just think he will finish in fourth place. Just out of the top two this season. Okay, Neve, your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually going to put Dundalk as, as possibly winning the league, but now that the point, some of the points Nathan made there are making me think. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said earlier, they have some of the best league players, like Shields, Macmillan, Gatland, all those. Junior is going to be their new goal scorer, I think. Uh, I would have put them at one. I, I think I'd stick with that if I was a gambler. And uh, I think maybe Sham's under them, and I would have put Bowes in third. Okay. Yeah, that's just... Right, so Nathan's going for, for Bowes in second, but uh, two of us have voted for Bowes in third. So Bowes are going in third, unlucky Nathan, but you can put that pie in our face at the end of the year if that does uh, manifest itself. So we're going for Rovers and Dundalk for the top two. Neve, I'll go with you. you. You're talking Dundalk to win the league over Rovers. Why? I just think, well, obviously, the loss of McInnes and Byrne and things like that, they've, they've lost some major players, Sam Rovers, and I just, I think, like, even looking at the President's Cup, they're fairly equal in terms of just logistics and technical skill and, and the players as well. I think Dundalk, like I mentioned a few seconds ago, some seriously significant players. I just, I can't really pinpoint it down, but I, I just think Dundalk has seriously improved in the last season or two, and I just see them pushing through whether it goes to a final and whether it goes to penalties I don't know but either way I think it would be very tight but I do see Dundalk just that winning them by that tiny like trade at the end Yeah I, I'm I think it's very tight I think between the two of them I look at Rovers I've always looked at them and said about the centre forward position and do they have someone who's going to bang in the goals and what have you Jack Bourne was there he was doing an unbelievable job it's kind of you know Danny Mandrew's going to have to step up to the plate there's a few others going to have to step up to the plate now putting creating goals uh, not only scoring them but creating goals so there's going to be a few questions there I didn't see an awful lot bar when Dundalk went down to 10 men in that game I didn't see an awful lot from Rovers to say that they're going to cut through someone like uh, Dundalk yeah. Dundalk look uh, comfortable enough without being spectacular as, as you're saying uh, about Dundalk I don't Nathan you've said it as well that, that they don't look you know spectacular but I didn't think either of them looked leagues ahead of each other I think it's going to be very tight uh, I still I just have that little feeling for the reasons that Nathan had said that I think Rovers might <laughs> pip it there might be just that little bit of I suppose the, the, that chance of a wobble I suppose Nathan you're going to get the deciding vote so fire away yeah, yeah, it's gone back to talent, unfortunately. Um, once you get over the spank that's getting there, you open the day of the season, of course. Once you get over that little blip, I think you're going a decent run. And uh, yeah, it, it's hard to look past them at the moment. It looks like you said, it's not going to be easy. I've been looking and I'm still a little bit, just checking out other people's predictions and stuff, you know, just for a bit of, uh, bit of influence. Uh, and a lot of people did have some Rovers winning it and winning it well. And I just can't see that happening this season. Like you said, it's lost the likes of Jack Bourne and Aaron McInerney, who were massive players left for them last year. Uh, Danny Mandrew coming in. We said a lot of times on his day, that player is absolutely brilliant. He won the 2019 player of the season and he didn't win that for nothing. The lad has talent. There's tons of it. It's just has to start doing it on a consistent basis. And he has to be a key player for Shamrock Rovers this season. I know they're talking about winning Richie Towell in, uh, during the summer. Again, Richie's a fantastic player in the League of Ireland. But it's a long time to wait for someone like Towell to come in. And again, like he's come sporty, which isn't the oldest in, in terms of playing, but the light happened right to Danny Mandrew. If, if he does step up and perform, he could be a player of Shamrock Rovers for the next couple of years. That could be the one that they rely on for the creativity. 
Uh, big season for the likes of Aaron Kane and Graham Bourke. Two lads that are going to need to start popping in the goals on a more regular basis to get them up. Obviously, look, players are the they will chip in. But again, they do need someone that's going to score 10, 15 goals a season. Rory Gaffney is there too. We struggle with injuries. I, for me, he's not the guy that's going to do it. So I think they will be looking at the likes of Aaron Green and uh, Graham Bourke to, to provide the, 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 the lofty amount of clubs. Yeah, for me, it's the defence is the big one, you know. They had a fantastic defensive record last season. And bringing in the likes of Egg and then Hall, that's only going to uh, benefit that, that, that defence. So, and the, the, we all, the, I don't know, it's an old saying, but defence wins games and defence is going to win titles. And I just think, will if that defence can hold steady, the likes of Alan Mann and goal and the back four, I, I just find it hard to, uh, to see anybody push on McGrover's win the league, I have to say. Um, have you been watching American football? What's going on with the defense? This, I, this is a new thing for you. I like the um, you know, I went to the Super Bowl there a couple of months ago, just because you know, like I like, like the weekend. He, he does it for me, and he was on the halftime show. <laughs> right. And I don't know, man. Ten times a day, Buccaneers right. touch me, touch me ways I have been touching. See how many times you can bring in some of those uh, Americanisms uh, over the next few weeks on the podcast. Okay, so it looks like we have Shamrock Rovers winning it, uh, Dundalk second, Bowes third, Sligo fourth, um, and for the relegation places, then it looks like Waterford and Longford. It'd be interesting to see how right we are at the end of the year and if Neve's prediction of Dundalk actually win the league and Nathan's prediction of Bowes uh, finishing second actually does come true. Uh, it's all exciting. It's all starting on Friday. So uh, don't forget to buy or watch LOY. I suppose, how much is it? €59 Euro for over 65 uh, games. So it's well worth it. So buy or pass um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Neve.